Hi, you're listening to the Abundant Encounters podcast, and this is Mary Marsingill. We're so honored to have you. And just quickly, before we get started, I wanted to remind you to rate this podcast and give positive reviews anywhere you're listening, Apple, Google, and others. Just talk about what you're experiencing, or especially any encounters that you felt like you had during an episode. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could take five seconds right now to pray for our podcast and ministry to succeed. Five seconds might not sound like much, but we believe that our collective prayers will make a massive difference and protect and prosper these ministries' efforts to glorify and exalt Jesus. Our hope is simple, that people have real encounters with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. Please join us now for just five seconds to pray. Thank you so much. Here's Josh. Definitely thank you for partnering with us and praying with us. Um, This is a really fun ministry God has called us into. It's uh, always so good to hear from people that are having their first real experience with God, or maybe it's uh, just been a while. I had um, a financial sozo, like a counseling uh, session with a lady who let me know that she had not had an encounter in uh, years. I, I believe she said 10 years. And um, she was a Christian. And uh, and I thought, wow, that's just so long. And uh, But I thought that to myself. And then I, um, you know, we started going through the session and... Um, uh, in some parts of the session, there's uh, it's a little bit like this podcast where we walk people through and say, "All right, close your eyes and I picture Jesus." And uh, you know, so we did that, and there were some very specific things that kind of came out um, that I walked her through, and then so that and then there all of a sudden, you know, I mean, at first she definitely struggled, but. We just kept at it, and she made the space and the time for it, kind of like you're doing right now. And that's what it took. She got breakthrough. So yeah, the Encounters, Abundant Encounters podcast, it's just to help people have those encounters. We do sessions and stuff like that, but I do believe that uh, a healthy diet of these, (laughs) you know, times that you set aside for God, either, you know, doing some exercise or taking a jog. And um, I listen to my own podcast. (laughs) I think that's very uh, interesting, but I do. And I I do it usually when I'm jogging and it helps me. I walk through the exercises myself and God speaks to me. He's so good. Let me pray for you. Uh, Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you so much for your presence. Just We all just acknowledge your presence all around us. It's inside of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us access to this wonderful Father. Thank you for how the veil was torn and uh, our Father God is in his presence is everywhere now. Thank you, Lord. 
and then the authority that Jesus Christ gave. Lord, I just I bind up anything that would hinder this time. Lord, anything that's on your heart to do with each of your each of your children, your listeners. Lord, I just I pray that you would uh, yeah, just I bind that up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now, if anything would hinder, and I uh, just release heaven all around them. Let healing happen right now. Let healing flow. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Begin to heal. Pain, remove yourself from the body. Yes, Lord. Heal, heal, heal. Amen. Be healed in Jesus' name. Love that we get to do that. And that's so cool. You know, and... um. Maybe it was just one person or something, but just felt the Lord put that on my heart. Pray for healing. Um, we would love to hear from you. <laughs> um, I actually felt like somebody's eye was, there was some eye pain that someone was getting healed from. That'd be so cool to hear a testimony about that. You know, maybe it really was the Holy Spirit just speaking to me right there. Um, felt like somebody had some pain somewhere in there. And maybe they're right, like just the right side of their their upper torso um and that pain left if that's you that's so cool um if anything else happened obviously that would be really cool too um really love to hear what god's doing um awesome so we're going to be in luke 22 today and i'm reading from the passion translation my voice is a little off today i've had a cold about uh, uh, four days ago and it kind of left me with a little congestion so I apologize but wanted to get in here and get this out Passion Translation Luke 22 As the celebration of the Passover lamb was approaching the Jewish religious leaders and scholars of the law continually schemed to find a way to murder Jesus without starting a riot for they feared the crowds. At that time, Satan himself entered into Judas the locksmith, who was one of the twelve apostles. He secretly went to the religious hierarchy and the captains of the temple guards to discuss with them how he could betray Jesus and turn him over to their hands. The religious hierarchy was elated over Judas's treachery, and they agreed to give him a sum of money in exchange for Jesus' betrayal. Judas vowed that he would find them a suitable opportunity to betray Jesus when he was away from the crowds. On the day the Passover lambs were to be sacrificed, Jesus sent for Peter and John and instructed them, Go and prepare the Passover supper so we can eat it together. They asked him, where do we make the preparations to eat the meal? Jesus gave them this sign. When you enter the city, you will find a man carrying a jug of water. Follow him home and say to the owner of the house, The teacher told us to ask you, Where is the room I may use to have the Passover meal with my disciples? He will then take you to a large, fully furnished upstairs room. Make the preparations for us there. They went and found everything to be exactly like Jesus had prophesied, and they prepared the Passover meal. 
When Jesus arrived at the upper room, he took his place at the table along with all the apostles. Then he told them, I have longed with passion and desire to eat this Passover lamb with you before I endure my sufferings. I promise you that the next time we eat this, we will be together in the feast of God's kingdom. Then he raised a cup and gave thanks to God and said to them, Take this and pass it on to one another and drink. I promise you that the next time we drink this wine, we will be together in the feast of God's kingdom. Then he lifted up a loaf, and after praying a prayer of thanksgiving to God, he gave each of his apostles a piece of bread, saying, This loaf is my body, which is now being offered to you. Always eat it to remember me. After supper was over, he lifted the cup again and said, This cup is my blood of the new covenant I make with you, and it will be poured out soon for all of you. But I want you to know that the hands of the one who delivers me to be the sacrifice are with mine on the table this very moment. The Son of Man must now go where he will be sacrificed, but there will be great and unending doom for the man who betrays me. The apostles questioned among themselves which one of them was about to do this. The disciples bickered over which one of them would be considered the greatest in the kingdom. Jesus interrupted their argument, saying, The kings and men of authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects, claiming that they do it for the good of the people. They are obsessed with how others see them. This is not your calling. You will lead by a different model. The greatest one among you will live as one called to serve others without honor. The greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one who has a servant heart. The leaders who are served are the most important in your eyes, but in the kingdom it is the servants who lead. Am I not here with you as one who serves? Because you have stood with me through all my trials and ordeals, I am promising you the kingdom that the Father has promised me. We will celebrate in this kingdom, and you will feast with me at my table. And each of you will, will be given a throne, twelve thrones in all, and you will be made rulers on thrones to judge the tribes of Israel. Peter, my dear friend, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you, all like wheat, and test your faith. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. Remember this. After you have turned back to me and have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. But Lord, Peter replied, I am ready to stand with you to the very end, even if it means prison or death. Jesus looked at him and prophesied, Before the rooster crows in the morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Then he said to all of them, When I sent you out empty-handed, did you lack anything? Not a thing, they answered. God provided all we needed. Jesus said, But now I say to you, take what you need. If you have money, take it. And a knapsack and a sword, danger is imminent. For the prophetic scripture about me, he will be accused of being a criminal, 
will now come to pass. All that was prophesied of me will be fulfilled. The disciples told him, Lord, we already have two swords. You still don't understand, Jesus responded. Jesus left the upper room with his disciples and, as was his habit, went to the Mount of Olives, his place of secret prayer. There he told the apostles, Keep praying for strength to be spared from the severe test of your faith that is about to come. Then he withdrew from them a short distance to be alone. Kneeling down, he prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup of agony away from me. But no matter what, your will must be mine. Jesus called for an angel of glory to strengthen him, and the angel appeared. He prayed even more passionately, like one being sacrificed, until he was in such intense agony of spirit that his sweat became drops of blood dripping onto the ground. When Jesus finished praying, he got up and went to his disciples and found them all asleep, for they were exhausted and overwhelmed with sorrow. Why are you sleeping? he asked them. You need to be alert and pray for the strength to endure the great temptation. No sooner had he finished speaking when suddenly a mob approached and in front of the mob was his disciple Judas. He walked up close to Jesus and greeted him with a kiss, for he had agreed to give the religious leaders a sign, saying, the one I kiss is the one to seize. Jesus looked at him with sorrow and said, a kiss, Judas? Are you really going to betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When the other disciples understood what was happening, they asked, Lord, shall we fight them? with our swords. Just then one of the disciples swung his sword at the high priest's servant and slashed off his right ear. Jesus stopped the incident from escalating any further by saying, enough of this. Then he touched the right side of the injured man's head. Then the ear grew back. He was healed. Jesus turned to those who had come to seize him, the ruling priest and the officers of the temple police and the religious leaders and said, Am I a criminal that you come to capture me with clubs and swords? Wasn't I with you day after day teaching in the temple courts? You could have seized me at any time. But in the darkness of night, you have now found your time. For it belongs to you and to the prince of darkness. The religious leaders seized Jesus and led him away. But Peter followed from a safe distance. They brought him to the home of the high priest, where people were already gathered out in the courtyard. Someone had built a fire, so Peter inched closer and sat down among them to stay warm. A girl noticed Peter sitting in the firelight. Staring at him, she pointed him out and said, This man is one of Jesus' disciples. Peter flatly denied it, saying, What are you talking about, girl? I don't know. A little while later, someone else spotted Peter and said, I recognize you. You're one of his. I know you. Peter again said, I'm not one of his disciples. About an hour later, someone else identified Peter and insisted. He was a disciple of Jesus saying, look at him. He's from Galilee, just like Jesus. I know he's one of them.
but Peter was adamant. Listen, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't you understand? I don't even know him. While the words were still in his mouth, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord, who was being led through the courtyard by his captors, turned around and gazed at Peter. All at once, Peter remembered the words Jesus had prophesied over him. Before the rooster crows in the morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Peter burst into tears, ran off from the crowd, and wept bitterly. Those who were guarding Jesus mocked and beat him severely. They also made fun of him, blindfolding him and slapping his face and saying, Prove that you are a prophet and tell us which one of us hit you. They blasphemed and heaped insult after insult upon him. At daybreak, the high priest, the experts of the law, and the top religious leaders convened and had Jesus brought before their council. They asked him point blank, Tell us, are you the Christ, the Messiah, or not? Jesus responded, If I tell you the truth, you won't believe me. And if I question you, you will not answer me or release me. But from today on, the Son of Man will be enthroned in the place of honor, power, and authority with Almighty God. And they all shouted, Then you do claim to be the Son of God. They said to them, You are the ones who say, I am. They all shouted, We've heard it from his very lips. What further proof do we need? So much going on here. This is a this a group of scriptures always brings me back to uh, the movie The Passion of the Christ. And um not sure if you've seen the film. It's, uh, it's hard to recommend just because it's such an intense film. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know why, but I often have to watch it. I just feel so drawn to it. I just can't not watch it. And, uh, and it's really clear why you know, I feel so drawn to it. I, it's like, uh, you know, obviously it's about Jesus. Uh, but it's, uh, but and it's not that everything's so perfectly explained or something like that. Uh, the acting is beautiful and the, it's, uh, the movie's very engaging. Um, but it's uh, it's not an entertainment for me. Of course, it's uh, it's just time with the Lord. It's guaranteed time with the Lord. Um, kind of like this new uh, mini-series that I also love, The Chosen, has been really good. Um, and uh, But as I'm watching, I'm spending time with God. And He never, I can, I just know that, I mean, you know, some movies I can watch and, and I'll just sit there and talk to God the whole time inside. This is one of those that is guaranteed. I just don't, it doesn't matter if I'm watching it with someone or by myself. Um, I will be talking to God throughout that film because there's so many things that just remind me of scriptures. And I, I you know, maybe it's just me, but, but I feel like God's got a favorite movie and it's The Passion of the Christ. And, um, you know, I remember reading about that film and 
how um, I just loved, I think it was Sean Bowles that talked about how uh, it was washing the screens, you know, it was like one of the most uh, translated films of all time, and so it, it was washing the screens of all the TVs across the world for this new generation of film that was going to begin. And um, I just loved that, you know, it's like a cleansing. Of course, the blood of Jesus is a cleanser. But as I'm talking with God, it just reminds me of this whole, like, commitment that Jesus has to fulfill the prophecies. Um, if you've never done a study on the prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus, the, he's in every single book. Uh, every prophet, of course, talks about him, but even, you know, people that are less like a prophet, I mean, David definitely was a prophet, but he talks about him. You know, it's just every character, all of them have something to do with Jesus, either a, a characteristic of Jesus or they actually say something about him. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of the point. We were always kind of uh, somewhere in us knowing that we had the promise of a Savior. And um, even while we were lost, there was just these little uh, glimpses of hope that we'd see. And these some of these prophets would just say, hey, there's there's a new day coming. And... and uh, but, you know, some in some of these prophecies, there's the prediction of, of uh, he, um, you know, he took every stripe, every, you know, and they're just so crazy, the accurate ways that they describe the, the pain uh, that Jesus went through. And, um, and um, it's just intense, you know. So not only was he born of a virgin and in Nazareth and all these other predictions that are in the Old Testament, he not only did he visit Egypt and um, you know, all these kind of things, but it says that he would be crucified for us. And um, as strange as that is, I mean, you really got to think about how strange it was, you know, I mean, the obvious thing for God to do is to remove the governmental regimes, and that's not what he did. Instead, he died on a cross. How confusing for humans that think that, you know, everything has to be controlled in order to be one. God released instead of gathered up, and, um... You know, it's just amazing. So, as we see him making these decisions to uh, yield to this process that the Father has, you know, put him in, just like in Abraham and Isaac, that sacrifice, you know, it's... Um, it's it, those parallels are supposed to look like each other. Everything uh, is supposed to reflect. And, um, and it's a beautiful way to see the Bible. 
And so I just kind of wanted to run through that to bring our hearts around and our heads around this idea that everything that was ever said about Jesus, he made sure that it was uh, it was done. And uh, I don't know how much of his you know life was it was just him studying to to try to make sure that he fulfilled. I don't know if he I don't know if there had to be all this intentionality on his part. Doesn't seem like it. Uh, so many of those situations. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's like a chicken or the egg. You know, which one came first, kind of thing. It's really hard to figure it out. You know. Um, then maybe it's not important, but uh, but look how seriously everything was taken. Um, not that we have to take ourselves so seriously, but but of course our words matter. The things that we say about ourselves, maybe the things that we've heard about ourselves some way, shape, or form, everything just plays its way out. Maybe it's very uneventful. But sometimes these words get a hold of us in our life and they they push us in a very specific destiny. And, um, you know, if we're not aware of it, then we make no changes. We just follow it, and sometimes it's not good, obviously. Sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's great. Um, I never forget one of my life-changing moments, for example, was um, I, w- I was working at a uh, video store, and this is a long time ago, obviously, and um, I was on drugs at the time, but not with the Lord, and I remember uh, my manager uh, saying to me, why aren't you in college? And uh, he, he meant it, like, uh, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, isn't it obvious? Don't you see why I'm not in college? And um, like most people, I had disqualified myself, you know. And um, I just assumed because of you know, in shame, you know, basically had told me that no one would ever accept me because I had flaws. And, um, I couldn't believe that somebody could believe in me. But those little words that, that he said, probably not even knowing that what it would result in changed my life. I, you know, it didn't bring me exactly to Jesus, and I don't know if the man was a Christian, but, uh, but I went and got my GED, and I went to got a, a couple of different degrees, and um, got a master's in business administration. Finally, got saved after that, and um, found the Lord as an atheist. And um, but those words they changed the trajectory of my life, and um, it's amazing. So uh, I guess what I'm getting to is. You know, what has been prophesied over you in your life that you can celebrate? And uh, what needs to be canceled? You know, word curses, 
That's what the, many, most of the inner healing materials call them. Head trash. So I thought maybe we could do a little business today with Jesus and just, um, just ask him. He's so intently on his way to the cross. You can see his intentionality. He is going to save you. He's going to bring you everything that you need to never be a victim again. He's going to finish the work. And uh, in knowing that what he's up to and his determination, I want you to begin to visualize this, this manly Jesus, this Jesus of determination. You know, it's like... You know, some of our Jesuses are just to, uh, you know, not, I don't know, I'm not saying anything's a bad thing, but for this purpose, you know, I just, this is manly Jesus. This is, you know, prison tattoo Jesus, like <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, uh, muscly Jesus, he's been working out. He is determined. He is not going to fail you. He's going to put all his might into this. He decided. No one can take it from him. He decided, you know. The picture that Jesus. And ask him. Jesus. Are there any lies I am believing about myself? And if you haven't heard anything, um, maybe you just got a feeling or a sense. Maybe this is uh, like the way you're trying to do this isn't working. You can, um, maybe you need to be able to write something down or uh, type it into your phone. Try something different. Um, don't give up. Jesus speaks to us. He says, uh, I, my sheep hear my voice. You can hear him. If you're submitted to him, you can hear him. Sometimes even if you're not, but you know, I wouldn't recommend it. Submit to Jesus, it's worth it, of course. Well, that aside, let's, let's ask again. Jesus, are there any lies I'm believing about myself? And get clarity if you already heard something and it was vague. Um, just begin to ask more questions. I'm going to give you some time now and just ask him. We're going to identify the lie and that Jesus brings to you. Maybe he brings you a picture. Maybe it's a feeling. And chase that feeling. Say, what am I feeling right now? And uh, try to identify the emotion. Once the emotion has been identified, begin to ask where you started feeling this way. Chase it down. But I'm gonna give you a moment here to just kind of do that with the Lord, and we're gonna we're gonna exchange it. So, but grab a hold of it tightly. I want you to really get something with this powerful Jesus. Okay. 
Alright, Jesus, what? Or is there any lie that I'm believing about myself? And just open yourself up to him. Not to me repeating what and my question again, but just open yourself up to this amazing Jesus. Jesus, is there any lie I'm believing about myself? didn't find any I bet you something else is going on I want you to follow that feel the freedom to follow that um, if you've got something and you're ready to exchange it then I want you to look at this muscly Jesus this strong Jesus this determined Jesus and say and get determined get determined and say Jesus I need you to exchange this for me I need to I need to have something in exchange. What do you have and ask him what do you have in exchange for me? some of you you might receive a gift maybe open that box if you haven't already um, some of you uh, I've so often just heard people get like one little word like peace or joy or something like that and there's nothing wrong with that but I want you to dig that's just you and the Lord and uh, you're listening t to me but you know this is you between you and him so just just ask dig He's so good. He's, he will answer you. He's not offended by your questions. He loves when you want to get to know more. So let me encourage you. Dig with Jesus. Like, Say, okay, joy. What does that look like? Or, okay, peace. What does that look like? And I probably don't need to say this, but if something negative is going on, uh, or something just doesn't feel right, um, you know, don't let the enemy hijack this whole situation, you know, and just, it's okay to just to flush things, just to throw it out, you know, you don't have to hold on to everything. Just feel free, maybe today's not, this isn't something you can concentrate on, or, um, or maybe, you know, I mean, if it's really, if this is all just very uh, not connecting, but you really want something from this, I would highly recommend um, you know, seeking out a qualified, you know, Bethel Sozo counselor, or, or um, I, you know, love Sozo a lot. And, um, you know, of course, we offer sessions uh, that help people have encounter, inner healing sessions for encounters. And um, I'm happy to help you with that. Um, it's just, you know, it's about what you want. And uh, I can throw these tools out there. 
but it's not like magic, you know. Um, it has to come from your heart. Your heart, your heart has to be soft towards it. And um, the cool thing about a podcast, I think, is that you just—it's just you and the Lord. You know, you don't even have to necessarily let anybody else in to your process. You can just process however you want. There's just no safer place. But I mean, someone might feel differently about that. But. I love podcasts. I love what God can do through these. So. I really hope that blessed you today. Feel free to keep going. Yeah, I'm going to give some time here just for you to kind of meditate on Jesus. The strong Jesus. Ask Jesus some other questions if you want, like, Hey, muscly Jesus, like, what are you feeling strong about in my life? You know, have some fun with, with this wonderful friend of yours. He loves you. It's true. I mean, and he doesn't just love you from a distance. He likes you and he wants to be in your life. Amen. Yeah, you know what I mean. God bless you.
today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in his heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, he is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. We pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth that overwhelms and overcomes every deficit of this world around you and others here in this world. In Jesus' name. Come and visit us online at AbundantEncounters.com where you can find out more about our cause. We want everyone to have an encounter with God today. And on that website, you can find out ways to help yourself, help your friends. There's counseling, coaching, and articles available that will help you to embrace the lifestyle of encountering God. AbundantEncounters.com The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.